With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is that time of year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of all the action. Bet $4 on an underdog. Win $256 if they win. It is that simple. That's bet $4 on an underdog in select college basketball games, and if they win, you collect $256. The bank is open during normal business hours, of course. Pick one of the many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256, and all it takes is a $4 bet. And don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code DNVR to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook book for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right yeah welcome to that's good broncos podcast this is a podcast where will keys and i me brandon perna talk about the denver broncos nfl news sometimes both sometimes neither uh today We've got uh, draft update, free agency update with cap room. The cap has been set. Um, and then I saw a tweet about Kyle Pitts. And if you watched our mock draft from last week, Kyle Pitts kept coming up, baby. He's hot. Now, uh, Will and I are going to discuss whether or not the Broncos should draft Kyle Pitts because there's a chance he does fall to them at 9 if they stay at 9 because there might be a crazy dumb run on quarterbacks early so that means some very good players might fall and i thought it would be an interesting conversation to have about the tight end even though the broncos don't need a tight end but why might they want to do that um he was like oh so if you if you're watching this on youtube you can subscribe to these podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't have to look at our faces. That is some That's people, a plus. Some people like to look at our faces. Some people don't. Some people hate our voices, so they just 
put on this podcast and watch us but don't listen to it, which is weird because that's just an hour of looking at Will and I, and there are no subtitles, so you're really fucked if you do it that way. <laughs> Uh, but that's how I tell you to listen to the podcasts or subscribe. Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up to take advantage of their can't-miss offers. Okay, Broncos have $33 million in cap space heading into free agency, Will. That seems to be the number. That that's I a lot of money. It's a good amount of money this season. Uh, a chunk of change. Top, they're what, top 10-ish for, for cap space. So that is good. I think they're like top five, right? <clears throat> Ooh. Let me confirm. I think they're looking pretty good. Yeah. You got, think... teams, like, uh, you got teams like the Falcons who are in the red. They need to clear, They need to free up money, and they only have like 39 players under contract yeah the the saints are the same the broncos are ninth right now in cap space um oh wait the saints jumped past the los angeles rams who now have the most uh over the cap money at 32 million the saints are just at 30 oh yeah i take it back you you're doing cap space after the justin simmons thing yeah right like the franchise tag okay yeah so i mean factor that in because Assuming they rework a deal with him, I don't think that will change the cap this year much with him. Probably not. But $33 million does give him enough money to re-sign Shelby Harris. And then depending on what happens with what, Tim Patrick and the tenders, uh, Philip Lindsay, they can bring those guys back. They'll be cheaper. Johnson. And they can, they can sign a couple impact free agents. They can sign a corner. Uh, which would be nice. There, there are corners out there now. Malcolm Butler just got released. What do you think about him? Ooh, uh, man, that's keep, tough. Keep I him, uh, just keep him away from Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I think his play is declining a bit, but Fair. Um, depends Here, on the price. Here's the thing, though. A lot of people think you're signing a cornerback means that you're not going to spend a draft pick. No, you do on both. The position, which is just not true. It's it's really not an either or thing. Um, it just makes it so you don't have to spend the first rounder on a corner. Because if they right. don't sign anybody in free agency, then you you've kind of backed yourself into a corner. Uh, pardon the pun, where you have to take a cornerback really early on, or else there's going to be huge huge deficiency you would think in your defense, unless you get like someone like OJ Moody to really step his game up. Uh, and if Bryce Callahan gets hurt, which is um, seems fairly likely given recent history, uh, then you're playing the whole season. Like it's that, that Buffalo bills game. Yeah. You, the Broncos should sign a corner every agent and then they should draft one. And maybe they do use the first pick on it. It depends on how that shakes out. But you want to have a little bit of flexibility there to keep your options open. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy is there's, you know, free agency starts next Wednesday, but it really starts Monday is when the tampering period opens. 
But between now and then, we may see a bunch more guys become available. Like, it seems like every hour on Twitter, I just see an update of teams releasing guys. It's like, Bills yeah. just released John Brown. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, they, that. Re- they released John Brown, Damn. and I just... This is how bad my brain is. Like, I literally just had it in the episode, and I can't remember the other guy. John Brown and defensive lineman Quentin Jefferson. God damn. Um, so, yeah, then, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, Quan <laughs> Alexander get uh, dropped by the Saints. Like, shit's happening fast, and... Yeah, the Saints, what, the Saints might have to even keep going. Yeah, with what Will just said, too, um, Saints in trouble, Rams in trouble. Like, you might see players you didn't expect to be cut. So a really good corner might become available or another position of need that you didn't think you were going to address through free agency, but all of a sudden you do. So, um, yeah, I think the Broncos uh, will make a play for a corner in free agency. They have the money to do it. And the other thing I'm starting to see a lot of, I saw Benjamin Albright tweet about it. Uh, I saw Chad Jensen post an article sourcing ESPN, but the Broncos are probably not going to stay at nine with their pick. Mm. So I don't know what that means they're going to move back, which is what I would assume. It doesn't feel like they're in on a quarterback for this draft. And I think you're if you're moving up in the draft, you're moving up for a QB. So I'm going to guess they're moving back yeah, because but... they know so many people are, are wanting quarterbacks, and maybe you know they they're going to get some extra picks in the second round, third round because they didn't get any compensatory com- what <laughs> compensatory picks uh, this year. So they have one first rounder, one second rounder, one third, one fourth, one five, one six, and then three sevens. It seems like they always have three seventh-round picks. Yeah, and, like, usually one of them ends up being pretty good. One of them is Trevor Simeon. Yeah, which is a home run for a seventh-round pick. For seventh-round pick, yeah, Simeon was fucking great. Uh, you, I guess you could also get – they tendered so many players that if one of them uh, gets an offer, then you could get – a pick from yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not sure if that works this year and next year, but um, that's something to watch, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's there's corners available. Uh, that seems to be the obvious pick at nine, but I think you, you'd be kind of dumb knowing that, like, obviously, the first plan is, you know, the most likely scenario is you give Drew Locke another year. But given how kind of anything can happen in the top 10 and and weird things always will happen to not wait at nine and just kind of see if one of the cornerback quarterbacks quarterbacks fall to nine. I think you kind of have to, you kind of have to hang around to see if that happens. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they would trade it prematurely, but um, you you kind of have to go like in with the plan. Like, all right, so you, Trevor Lawrence is going to go, Zach Wilson's going to go, but then you know Trey Lance and and Justin Fields. If you like one of them, 
you never know what could happen. Like one of those guys could could fall to nine. I just saw like a, a mock draft where uh, <laughs> Justin Fields fell to twenty four <laughs> to the Steelers. That that's Charlie Casserly from the NFL Network, and uh, he's, uh, he's terrible, possibly senile. So. <laughs> I don't. I did. I really don't think he's going to fall to twenty four, but that could be an indication that, you know, he knows a lot of guys. Uh, maybe a lot of teams aren't very high on him. Not that he's like my preferred <laughs> preferred quarterback out of the four, because he's not. Um, but if the Broncos like him, that's that's a possible scenario. That's something that could happen. Yeah, I mean, when you think about um, the twenty. 18 draft bunch of quarterbacks right uh baker darnold rosen josh allen and lamar jackson and lamar was what 30 he was the last pick in the draft or 30th or yeah something. well you have you have josh rosen at 10 and you have nine mistakes in front of him to quote <laughs> josh rosen yeah so rosen went 10 what allen went seven um, yeah, so this draft, like if Rosen, like which guy is going to be the Rosen that falls to 10? So the Broncos could be sitting there at nine with, and I'm not saying like this draft has that same sort of, I don't even want to use the word pedigree, but people were high on a bunch of quarterbacks going early in that draft before the draft started. And it feels like this draft kind of has that same momentum where, yeah. Even though there's probably bigger questions about a lot of these guys because last season was so screwed up, it seems like there are just more teams who need to are who are willing to go get that young quarterback. And teams that don't need quarterbacks, like the Falcons, they don't need to take a quarterback this year. But it seems like they might be in play. A lot of people think they will. Right, because you don't know what you're gonna, how long Matt Ryan's gonna play, or what they're gonna do with him. Yeah. Uh, but like you don't have to take a quarterback because you have Matt Ryan, and they might not take one. So there's there's one team in the top five that's absolutely not taking a quarterback, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I I mean, if they want to take a quarterback, I you know I I wouldn't recommend it. They could. It's probably not going to happen. The jag the Jaguars are a lock. They will take. Trevor Lawrence. Right. Or there's like a 5% chance they take Zach Wilson. But it will be a quarterback. If they listen to my video, they will just stick with Gardner Minshew. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm sure Urban Meyer's been watching. That's why he took the job. That's right. <laughs> the oh. Jets don't have to take a quarterback. They can. Uh, Zach Wilson will probably be there for them. Uh, anyone else will be there. Justin Fields and Trey Lance. They they're going to have a pick of all three or they can go off the board, take a defensive player, take a wide receiver, take a tackle and stick with Sam Darnold. I don't think that's a terrible idea. Um, just saying there's options. You have the dolphins after that. I think it would be dumb to take a quarterback again. I think you either go, you push in all the chips and, and get Deshaun Watson or you, uh, give two another chance which feels obvious yeah. but somehow it's uh you know it, it's just it's not like the it's not the go-to answer now after in a post josh rose and kyler murray kind of nfl falcons are the same they you can see them stick with matt ryan and be like what this is the best quarterback our franchise has ever had 
uh, he's not getting worse. Why would we, you know, we have yeah. other holes to fill. You could also see them uh, taking a quarterback and uh, giving Ryan another year and trading him. Yeah. And they could even just take a quarterback like later, <laughs> but yeah. Um, if I were the Falcons, I mean, that's tough because it, the big X factor there is they just have, they have a new head coach, a new general manager, like you assume those guys might want to try and do things their way or, or, you know, build with new players. It's just like, you don't know if it were the same people, then I would not expect them to draft a quarterback, but this year they might there. It's just, they could. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting last year because of the pandemic and then the draft going like virtually, I felt like it was very, it was the least sort of interesting draft we had. Yeah, it, it, it was, was pretty pretty much chalk. Not, I don't think any trades uh, in the first round, really. Yeah, it was, cra- couple, it was just not, little movement, very little movement. Not early on. I think this year there, there will be more. People will be more comfortable doing it this way. Uh, I don't even know exactly how they're going to do the draft. Uh, by that time, they... I don't know. They may go into emergency. We can do this live. We'll rush it together. Did they, did they ever announce where it was like supposed to be? Because it was supposed to be in Las Vegas last year. Yeah, and then they were just like, we'll do it in Vegas next year. And now it's uh, <laughs> or the year after some shit. I don't know. It feels like that. a pretty big production to like yeah. kind of wing it at the last second. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're probably just going to do it virtually again. Get another late night Goodell. Yeah. <laughs> Goodell in the basement. Goodell in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So also in Broncos news, Melvin Gordon's DUI charges dropped. Never happened. Never happened. He pled guilty to reckless driving. Uh, got a bunch of points taken off of his license. Going 71 and 35, but no DUI charges. So Gordon won't be suspended. The league's not going to do anything because if there's not like legal enough legal mumbo jumbo there to charge him the league's got to be like well why the fuck would we <laughs> punish him then uh which also means his money will be guaranteed and i'm fairly certain this means he will be returning for the broncos at about a seven million dollar salary or some shit uh, so he and von miller both escape uh, what could have been kind of shitty situations for them I think the Broncos would be wise to – they're going to keep him. It's good. I think having Gordon next year is good, and that doesn't mean the Broncos can't deal uh, or, you know, let Phillip Lindsay go if somebody wants him. and doesn't mean they won't draft, you know, a running back in this draft. I think it's another position you can take late if there's a guy there you, you really like. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I'd, <laughs> wouldn't burn like a first-round pick on a running back, even if you trade back. No, not um, first-rounder. If you're like sitting there in the second round and, you know, Najee Harris is still there, that's something to think about. Yeah. At that point, if he's the best player available and he's not, you know, you're not burning a first-round pick on him, like I don't know if it's ideal to take a running back even that high, but. If you really think he's good, uh, I don't think he. I, don't, I wouldn't have a problem taking a running back after after that point. Yeah, I, here's the thing, though, is people, <laughs> the cool the cool cats out there, the analytic nerds, really got upset when the Broncos signed Melvin Gordon last year. 
even though when you look at it, like they're allocating so little money to the running back position as a whole uh, that they could afford to do it. They're not paying yeah. a quarterback either. It kind of makes sense. Like, okay, let's, let's pair uh, Philip Lindsay with someone who's not Royce Freeman in case he gets hurt. Turns out Philip Lindsay got hurt. Melvin Gordon filled in, I thought, really, really well. Uh, came up just short of a thousand yards. Yeah, he fumbled, but had a really nice back half to the season. Yeah, um, Melvin Gordon feels like the kind of running back that should just be in the game the whole game. I, yeah, I know it's it's kind of diminishing returns when you uh, when you try to find situations for Philip Lindsay because I think Lindsay just kind of gets better as the game goes on. And he's not a third down back necessarily. Gordon's kind of the third down back, so he can he can catch, and he can get open a little bit a little bit better. Yeah, but I mean so that's what a, I'm saying. Melvin Gordon is the kind of running back you just want to leave in for the whole game. Yeah, kind of. I mean, late in the game, I'd almost rather have Lindsey just because I'd worry about giving the ball away. Yeah, but then you had those plays like Melvin Gordon was making on fourth down where he one-hands catches on the sideline and keeps it's his true. alive. Yeah, I mean, you yes. can point to I'm that just saying, like, running in, in terms the Jets, of, too. In terms of, like, stylistically, I guess, if if you will, like, Gordon can be a physical runner, he can catch the passes, and he's he's pretty good at breaking tackles. That's It's not like a knock against Philip Lindsay and saying you can't utilize a back like that because you can – I'm just not sure the Broncos' offense, Pat Shermer, is uh, <laughs> equipped to properly do that. And I feel like Philip yeah. Lindsay could have more success somewhere else. Like I feel like yeah. there's another organization out there who would use him more appropriately. Because when Philip Lindsay Agreed. is hot, he is uh, a very dynamic back, and he turns turns plays into big plays, big games. It was like two years ago. It felt like he was the only player cranking out, you know, like 40-yard runs, and he was doing it, it felt like, every week. Um, I just hope, like, if he stays, if they want to keep him, I just hope they figure out a better way to utilize both back skill sets, and I yeah. think you can do both. So I think when, when people talk about not paying running backs, you don't get into trouble. Like, you're not – fucking your whole team over when you sign melvin gordon for two years 10 million yeah. you They're fuck yourself zeke <laughs> yeah you fuck yourself up when you pay ezekiel elliott 90 million dollars over six yeah. years that's when you're like ah oh, god damn it now we can't pay anybody on defense yeah that's what like, you gotta I, pay the quarterback now too <laughs> like i was trying to say it felt like everybody was pissed off about dak prescott's new deal and today it's just like, about the Zeke contract. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. why you shouldn't take him in the top five anyway, because then you feel obligated to keep him around because you already sunk a top five pick there. Right. It's like you shouldn't be I'm mad at Dak already. Prescott because Jerry Jones overpaid other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you can argue maybe a, a, a couple million dollars here and there for a, a deal with Dak, but it's a, he's a good quarterback and that's just what it's going to fucking cost. Um, I wish the Broncos were thinking about how much they were going to pay Drew Locke. You know what I mean? 